Todeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast, Episode 4, baby. If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneurs across Africa. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hey, welcome back. It's episode four of Odeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur. I just want to thank you guys for sticking it through the past three episodes. We've had tremendous amount of support since we launched um, on August 17th. I mean, amazing amount of downloads coming from all across the globe. People sending emails, comments, questions. Um, it's, it's been really, 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 really great. We just wanted to remind everyone to sign up for the book giveaway. We're giving away two books to launch the show. The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph by Ryan Holiday. And Choose Yourself by James Altucher. I have a few copies of both books that I'll be giving away um, maybe three weeks from now. So the best way for you to get yourself one copy or get the opportunity to get a copy is to Leave your email on our website, odeshi.com, or leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube. So, with that said, let's take a quick minute to thank our sponsors and get on with the rest of the show. Our first sponsor is sheshawa.org. That's S-E-S-E-W-A.org. If you're looking for an intern to help you with your company, sheshawa.org is the best place to find one. Sheshawa.org is a leading social enterprise that connects companies with interns across Nigeria. So, if you need an intern to help you out during the holidays, go to sesewa.org for more details. Additionally, if you want to find a nice hotel across Africa, the best place to go and search for a pleasant place to get a good night rest is jovago.com. That's J-O-V-A-G-O.com. They have over 5,000 hotels on their platform in Nigeria and many other hotels spread across Africa. Go to jovigo.com when you want to get a good night's rest. Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to Odeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. Today's guest is Adekumbi Adeoye. She's the founder and executive director of Shershewa Support Services, a social enterprise that makes it possible for young graduates to obtain vital on-the-job training via internships that ultimately lead to full-time employment. Adekumbi, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay, my name is Adekumbi Adirye, you know, like she just said, and uh, our company, Shishawa, was founded to provide internship opportunities for, you know, young undergraduates as well as fresh graduates from um, all, all over Nigeria. And um, one of the things that order to start Shishawa is um is the the you know the growing rate of unemployment in the country and the fact that most of most of the unemployment you know um base is is largely put on the fact that young people are unemployable and the fact that what they teach them in school is quite different from 
what is being taught, you know, what is being expected in the workplace. So our solution is um, to create a platform for these young people to develop themselves while they are in school, as well as, as well as you know, when they finish school. So we find ourselves um, providing them with um, internship opportunities, work shadowing programs, um, volunteer placement, as well as um, also provide some training um, to, for um, employability training as well. What is the current unemployment rate in Nigeria? Okay, I know that um, recently there's been about 23 million graduates that, that you know, the country provides for about every year. Okay. You know, that's the recent statistics. And, you know, it's, it's like one in, 10, one in 10, you know, graduates actually end up, you know, picking up a job at the end of the day. So despite the number of people who will finish um, school and from a year in from a daily basis, very, very few numbers are able to find jobs. So that's roughly 90% of graduates are unemployed every year? Um, let's say, yeah. And why do you think the unemployment rate is so high? Okay, um, first things first, I really do think that, you know, um, the curriculum that is being provided, most of it is still, um, yeah, think in the curriculum that's, have been, you know, put together to help the young undergraduates of so many years ago, maybe like say some 15 years ago. Technology is changing from a day-to-day basis. The future of work is changing and it's still revolving. And it's difficult to use the same old method to, you know, um, to solve the new, um, to solve the new problems. So that definitely is a big disconnect. And also, the companies do not have a particular input into what is being taught. So it's like there's going to be a pull for this corporate Nigeria or corporate bodies to pull um, students from to come and work for them. But they don't have any direct involvement in the processes that go on in school. So what you will find is um, on a regular basis is that both parties are coming together to so to speak, them decide or make solutions as to what is expected of the young people that come out of school. So where there's such a big disconnect, it's, it's difficult for, you know, for young people to come out as great or, you know, as prepared for the workplace. So we also place a lot of emphasis on the fact that education in the country is not as it should be, you know, people just go to school, but they're not really educated. People are not, you know, properly taught. So it's, it's such a big... So as unemployment is growing, if, if we're not doing anything about the real education of the young people, and not going to school now, I mean education, it definitely is, doesn't look like a good, a good deal going forward. So do you think that the government needs to change their current educational policies and act to equip the youth, or should the youth independently acquire the skills required to be successful in the market independently? Because it seems to me that the current system is essentially failing the students. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think there should be, there needs to be a, a big look at what exactly the, what exactly the curriculum is. You know, there needs to be a change. There needs to be an improvement of it. You find an undergraduate 
in computer science being taught for trust. What exactly will he be able to apply in, in you know, the world of work? If he's wow. been taught for trust, he's been taught principles that are, you know, old and archaic and, you know, lost one. So I think definitely if we're looking at them, making a case for internships in the country where it is a part of school credit, where people are looking at, you know, internships on the basis of, of this importance to what the school, you know, what an individual must go to. And we're also looking to say, okay, corporate bodies, you can't keep complaining about the fact that these young people are unemployable. The question is, what are you going to do about it? So two people need to come together, the, the public sector, the private sector, as well as the universities and um, qualities of education as well. Oh, okay. okay that's, wow, that's very interesting to hear. Fortran in 2014, wow. So what got you interested in starting this company? Uh, okay, I... I was looking for an opportunity to develop myself, um, stay in my 200 level. I'd run two or three, I'd pioneered some businesses as an undergraduate. And I was looking for something more. I wanted a formal internship. I wanted to understand what, you know, working was going to be like. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a part of statistics, you know, where I'm part of statistics of, you know, people who are unemployed or, you know, People who are really good but can't find a job. I wanted to develop myself. And I really didn't believe that I didn't find these opportunities as effortless as I thought I would have found. I went to organizations. I told them I I wanted to come in for an internship. I didn't want to be paid. But they didn't even understand what I was saying. Wow. So some some of them did, but... We're not so receptive. You know, just when people started asking you if you needed some financial support, it's quite alarming because young people around you are very dependent on, you know, on their parents. It's changing now, though, but that, 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 was, that was reality at the time. I later on found an internship which sort of proved my, my, you know, intention to work. I developed my Microsoft Office skills. I was able to talk to clients. I did a bit of networking. It was life-changing in itself. I came up from that internship telling myself, every young person in, in Nigeria should have this opportunity to see what the world of work is like, you know. And um, I realized that there was no organization that was standing as a middleman between employers as well as, you know, the, un- um, the unemployed, you know, graduates as well. So there was no company doing internships, focus on internships solely. So I knew it was an opportunity for me to, to you know, create a blue ocean and create a business that was new as well as, you know, that, could, that was essentially needed for... Um, Corporate Nigeria as well as um, the educational system. Okay. So uh, you've mentioned a bunch of things here. So are you telling me that most of the universities in Nigeria don't have, like, a career services? Like, I schooled in the U.S., and almost every college has a career services where they know after your second semester, which will be at the beginning of summertime, they try and bring companies on campus to interview 
with people so that you can get a three-month internship during the summertime. Is that system is mm-hmm. not available in Nigeria? I, I can tell you on a good ground. I can tell you what we have in Nigeria is the CWS program. What the CWS does is, with Nigeria, we could have... Could you spell that out? Like what, does, what does that mean? CWS. CWS, you know, is that the body okay. that is in charge industrial training okay. and these are focused on people in engineering the particular departments those that have five-year programs most of them have an opportunity to do it okay so there, there really is a structure for it but i've never i've never really found an opportunity or you know being at a except the new private schools where people coming to the schools second semester and take you through no, no, there's no, there's really no big meeting point where a lot of individuals know, except where the departments, their departments within this, um, um their, their departments within this, um, universities that do it, but it's not something that is, um, majorly for now. I know for University of Lagos, because I've been there to, to, you know, um, tell them about what we do, there is a center for placement. But this center for placement is for IT students, you know, where a lot of companies come. And then there's no meeting point. Who the students meet is not the employers. Who the students meet at this department, you know, who in turn, you know, get them to find placement as well. So it's not, it's not, it's, it's the, your career, the career services we are talking about, I'm very quite aware of it because I've done a lot of research mm-hmm. and I understand that that is the way that it should be, but that's not the way that it is. In fact, that's what one of the mission of organization is to be able to provide this meeting point for these two people. And yeah. that's a total order. And so do you run this, your company, as a non-profit or for-profit? Um, we don't run it as for profit. We run it under a social enterprise. Social enterprise, we, okay. Yes, yes. We run it as a social enterprise. So that's, we, it's registered, it's registered for profit, but we run our services as a social enterprise. How does it work? How did you structure this? Okay, um, we structured it in such a way that we have different levels of internships. We have paid internships. We have unpaid internships. Okay. We have um, recently introduced externships. We have um, volunteering. So we put um, these organizations which are varying. We don't focus on any particular industry because we want to give a larger number of people an opportunity. So what we do is um, we, we focus on um, providing this people, depending on the category that they want an intern is. What we find out is sometimes we have to go to this company to tell them that, okay, you need an intern. Even if they say, no, we don't, we don't think we need one, we try to tell them, okay, take a work shadowing intern. Somebody will just come in and understand their industry. Don't pay us for any service. Just get the person coming. We find ourselves talking to these organizations about, you know, all our programs and services. Some organizations come to meet us. Some of them are looking for, you know, young people to work with them. Some of them are looking for social media managers. Some of them are looking for, you know, people that they will make eventually make their full-time staff. So sometimes they come to us. Sometimes we go to them. It, it, it just depends on the situation. 
Okay, so um, do students try and find these internships themselves? Because even in the U.S., it's some of the time, though you have career services, it's not a 100% guarantee that, you know, you get a job through the career services. Um, a lot of the time, you have to actually hustle and find internships yourself. I remember when I was in graduate school, I was in Nigeria for the summer, and I thought, oh, dude, I can't be in Nigeria for three months without an internship. So I actually had to hit the streets myself and talk to people and say, hey, where can I find an internship or can I work with you guys? And I eventually found one. So do people take that initiative themselves to look for it out there or it's kind of um, a formalized process that you have to go through? No, I think what our business is doing is trying to make it formalized because okay. that's what we are saying in these industries. We are saying, okay, we can help you find certain kind of talent. Okay. But we use advocacy a lot. Now, most of the students have a sincere desire to develop themselves. Yes. But they're not aware of how to go about it. Okay. So we find ourselves going to universities. I've, you know, become a public speaker over the night, <laughs> talking to young people about the importance of getting an internship. And we tell them, you don't need to come to us to get an internship. The message we have, we are making a case for internships. We're saying, go into these places and just find an internship. So you find people who, you know, take the extra initiative to walk into the school. But I must say to you that difficult um, for them to, most of the others, most of the other side of people, most of them have to talk to people who they know, you know, people who, who, they, who you know, their parents know and all that. So if you don't have this kind of connect, you you fall on the other side of the ladder. Okay. Yes. So they, they, they have the opportunity to go, but it's an ongoing cost. Some of them don't even know that internships are important. So oh, so they don't feel ongoing. internships are important? They don't know. They don't even, some people don't even know what to do. Okay. Like, for example, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm a barrister. I, I'm a lawyer. I threw out my schooling in university. There's nothing that requires me to go get a job or to get an internship. It's only the you know it's the student bodies that come together and say okay we we need to develop ourselves let's go out there and find an internship so and that's because of the kind of school that you know I went to some people some people school structures don't even give them enough don't they don't understand we go to schools and then we're defining an internship for them we are defining what it means we are defining what they would get out of it. We are defining how they can use it. We are defining what they can do with it. So that's another barrier. Are they beginning to see the importance and the value of getting at least a couple of internships under your belt before you graduate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are a lot, actually. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the divide because I work with young people every day. Mm-hmm. Anytime I get into a meeting and then someone tells me that um, you know, young people, they don't know what they're doing. I, 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 I tell them, no, that's definitely not true. Because they put a desire on their hearts to 
get the next boss and try to develop themselves. Because people are young. You think they don't want to work? Of course, they want to work. Mm-hmm. But it's the timing that giving them this opportunity that, you know, sort of clashes. They're saying they should get a job right after they finish school, when it is almost very late. Because they haven't developed themselves to that point. Yes. And they just go ahead and become a part of that system. They are, there's a time of their life where they are energized. They, are, they don't have anything to lose. And it's that time where you can get them to be, you know, educated on this kind of platform and prepare them. I made, I started this organization as an undergraduate because I got an opportunity to see what an internship was like. And I did a bit of research. There are quite a number of thousands of Nigerians who are like me who would have wanted to you know, start organizations based on a problem that they saw in society, you know. So I think it's the wrong, it's the timing that we have quite a, a, quite a, a lot, lots and lots and lots of young people whose who, um, desire and feel and energy can be channeled into the right things rather than, you know, getting them into anti-productive activities. Okay. So you started as an undergrad. So how did you go about signing up your first company, though? Okay, yeah. My first company was... Um, was an HR firm. Okay. Um, they had a problem with them um, with finding talent. They wanted, they knew that they had actually started running a sort of um, structured for internships within their system. So it was a very welcome idea. So I think getting the first internship from that organization was, was so to speak, a bit easy, and it gave me an opportunity to understand that the problem I was willing to solve that. It was um, the people on the other side of the bin, which is corporate Nigeria, was willing to, you know, was willing to um, also get into that service as well. So I think um, they they were just welcoming. They were welcoming. It wasn't such a bad idea. Okay. And were these paid internships or unpaid internships? It was a paid internship. Okay. But we didn't make a charge for it because I was just checking out how the structure was. It was a paid internship for this individual. Started it as an undergrad. You got this first company. How did you expand and grow this into a full-time business? What year did you start this? Was it in your final year? And how did you grow the company? Okay. Um, the company was registered actually in my 300 level. Okay. My 300, 400 level. I started doing a bit of business model around it, creating what exactly how it will run since then. So I'd say I was in my final year when we unveiled the business to, you know, to the community as a Bafanala University at the time. And um, it has grown from 2009 to date. Um, I went on to law school in 2010. I couldn't do so much with the company at the time. Then I went on to serve. I went to, I worked with um, MTN for about a year. I understood a bit about the structure and process, which was highly fantastic. With, um, with running my own business. And I saw the need to go back to running the business full time. So I think 2011, um, thereabouts, I think 2012, I started running it on a full time basis. And it has been quite interesting. There's quite a number of challenges on the journey. 
there's been some, you know, good, good, you know, practices as well. So I think, I must say, it's been such a, it's been an interesting journey. Okay, so what were some of the major challenges or obstacles that you faced? Okay, um, I know that, you know, I'm building a co-office for internships. It, it requires me to consistently be talking to both parties. You know, that is not the kind of service that she provides. If both parties, you know, you're talking to them that they need the service. They know they, they, know they need it. They think they know they need it, but until you talk to them, then they realize that, you know, they need it. So that's been such a big, <laughs> an uphill task, you know, trying to get companies on standby and trying to, you know, get the students engineered and prepared for for the workplace. So one of the challenges we faced in doing these two things was that some of the interns we were providing, so well, we met young people, when we sent them to organizations, some of them got into work wearing bangle earrings, very, very, very lackluster. They didn't understand what the, what it was for them. What what they <laughs> what they even had to wear? <laughs> you know, some of them didn't have the proper work ethic. And then we realized, okay, 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 that's a problem again. <laughs> so then we went back to the. <laughs> We went back to the drawing board and then we started to do training school. Then we started doing building a curriculum that sort of um, provides them with training while they are in internship. So we run an internship training school right now where we guide people, okay, tell them the basic work they get, what they can do with the opportunities they get, how to, you know, what your know, problem solving skills. And sort of whittling down our, you know, our budgets. Okay. So that's, that's the one. That we did as well. Okay. So, so um, another challenge we have and is um, definitely getting more coffee bodies to get on board what we're trying to do. What, what's so frustrating about getting more companies to adopt this internship program? Because it seems like it's a useful idea. What's frustrating in the process? Um, well, it is, it is um, frustrating because um, there's, a, there's a, you know, some of them don't, don't, don't um, some of them aren't ready for, for how we are coming into the organization. We have to do so much more in terms of um, organization is, is, you know, two years, it's only two years running as a full time. So you have to play the politics of getting the system, trying to make people understand that, okay, this is what you're trying to do. Okay, they're saying, okay, okay, we understand, okay. So it's, it's sort of like a long, a long rope you have to, you have to cross sometimes. Oh, so you have so to. That's, that's what I'm to it's, it's part of our job. Okay, so which which companies are fast to adopt the internship program? Is it newer companies or 
older, more established companies? Oh, definitely not the older, more established companies. They have to be small businesses and medium-sized businesses. Okay. Um, the small businesses, the decision makers are, you know, I don't, we don't have to go through so much, so so long the process. The decision media, the decision makers are easier to attend to meet with us. That's one. Um, also, the small businesses are need the internships because they are at the bottom of the ladder when it comes to finding the best talent. And um, with internships, they can they can you know replace that system. Because we can find the best field of talent for them at the at the cost that they can afford for a period of say six months to a year. Because with the Nigerian students, there's a lot of transition. People say they're going to go to serve. People finish school in 2009 and they don't go to serve until 2010. Sometimes, so there's a lot of years, months wasting. Is that the school goes on strike for a period? And, you know, these small organizations have projects they want to run. It's easier for them to call us and say, please, we need three interns who are very smart and, you know, who can deliver on this project. And it's easier for them to, to you know, make those decisions. Like the bigger organizations do think that they have enough money to hire these individuals. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. So I think that, that's um, that, that's Thank you, Kumbi. Now let's take a quick minute to thank our sponsors before we get on with the rest of your fascinating story and journey. Are you worried about your future? Does the job market seem daunting and bleak? Well, if you're in between semesters or just recently graduated, there's a secret weapon you can use to stay ahead of the pack and start your career. It's called Sesawa.org. Sesawa.org is Nigeria's number one career facilitator, connecting students and graduates with highly valued internship opportunities in various careers. They will help you prepare for the future by taking you from the classroom to the boardroom and beyond. Go to sesawa.org today. That's S-E-S-E-W-A dot org. Find out what the future holds for you. Now close your eyes and repeat after me. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. But guess what, guys? You can still find a home away from home if you go to jovega.com. Jovega.com is a leading hotel booking platform with over 5,000 hotels across Nigeria. So, whether you're visiting friends or attending a special event, you can be rest assured knowing that you'll find a nice place to get a good night's rest. Go to jovega.com. That's J-O-V-A-G-O.com for more details. So what were some of the early successes Okay, um, we've been able to, I think in the last year, we trained about, our training schools are very, 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 um, they're very, very rigorous. And we were able to train about 106 students in the past year. In the past year. And then they sort of like, yes, they gave us an understanding of what are, what the business is, is, you know, is going to do and um, the possibilities for what they are doing. Um, most of them have also gone into these organizations to become full-time employees. And why is it so successful? Um, I think um, most of the people who use these services, one, they don't, they, don't know, they don't know until we find them an intern. 
they just come in, they just want an intern for say a period of six months. I'm also a, I'm also I'm also an employer as well. I'm, I have interns that I have to find a document that says they won't go because I'm a small business and I know that if a big organization picks these people, you know, they will pay for their services more than myself. And then we find organizations like myself looking for ways to, you know, find the people to become part of the organization just so that they will leave. And these are fresh graduates. And most of these organizations don't even they don't even know what they're in for until they find this young person who works their period and who they are ready they are, at the end of the day they say we can't let this person go. Can this person just work with us on a full time basis? So we have this we have we have those people. Now for the undergraduates we have them say, Okay, this this one has to go back to school. So they go back to school. And then you know they are they are much more ready for the workplace. So we know that the solution works. We, we may not be in the front of all the all every Nigerian company, but we're building we're building our strides in such a way that we we know that the solution works. It's amazing to hear that this this program works so well, and a lot more companies are not taking advantage of this. Is it because that they don't know? Or they're still skeptical? No, no, no. I really think some of them don't know. Okay. We're, we're like most of this year, we have started, we've started running training programs every month for, you know, the other design people that, you know, we can't send them to an employer. It's just going to be bad business. We can't send them to an employer. They don't look good. Their interviews are bad. The CVs are terrible, you know. They, they don't look good, but we know that they are. We have the inner attitude and character to be a good employee, or to you know even run the businesses. So we recently started doing training schools to so to speak, cater for these people. But I think the most of the things that are happening is we don't. We as a company, we're not everywhere pushing this message because there is a tendency that quite a number of people want to use our services. But our training programs are very rigorous that we cannot afford us to churn out 2,000, 2,000 on a yearly basis. So we are still using, um, using, doing some inner workings in terms of using technology to be able to scale up our training centers and get more people for the job, job search. Okay, so what type of technologies so what, are you talking about? Um, we're doing um, training schools. We want our training schools. We're putting them online, okay, so that people can, you know, get the same service, and um, there'll be a lot more people who can get the services, so that we can then send those people out to this company. Okay. And then we also do um, we do a bit of add-on thing for best of So is that quality that takes time to build, and it takes down um, a lot of um, hard work. So if we're in everybody's face, it may also be a lot of um, a lot of work to do in terms of a lot of um, um, we have to we have to be prepared for that big expectations. Okay. And you just so mentioned... we're, we're looking at future I'm I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. So we're looking at using alternative means. Okay. 
you just mentioned online training and online courses. So what type of courses are you suggesting or thinking about? Because I know there are several um, online universities in Nigeria. Take, for example, Benny American University. So what type of courses are you planning to get or register online for the candidates that have come through your program? Okay, okay. Um, we don't, we, we, the school already is engineered to teach them all that. We take them through what the school does not prepare them for. For example, we find us, um, we are training them on negotiation skills. Some of them get into, into the world of work. They need the skills. We take them to, um, citizenship. What exactly does society require you to do? What kind, what change can you make in the world? Um, nobody teaches them that in school. Okay. We take them to how to find a job. We take them to emotional intelligence. We take them to entrepreneurship. We take them to um, leadership. We take them to quite a number of things that the school doesn't prepare them for. Conflict resolution, conflict management. These are things that, you know, they're not, they're, so to speak, our training schools are an added advantage to what they should originally have known, such that the internships refresh what it is that they've learned. So that's why our training school and our internships um, sort of go hand in hand. Okay. So basically, it's almost primarily soft skills, a lot of soft skills. A lot of what? Soft skills. Soft skills. Yes, a lot of soft skills. A lot of soft skills, yes. Okay. And you mentioned training in entrepreneurship. So this is an entrepreneurial show interviewing entrepreneurs across Africa about how they start their business, you know, how they scale and grow and develop. Um, your yeah. training in entrepreneurship, for example, how many of your prior yeah. graduates have set up companies for themselves? Do you have those statistics? Yeah, I no, I don't think we do. I think um, most of the people that have attended uh, this class was just done last year. Most of our okay, it's a new class. Fresh graduates, yes, it's a it's a long uh, the, the curriculum has been built since as long as two years ago. But the classes, our classes, internship classes are we've been it has been done two times, so we can't say that we have um, a particular statistic of somebody who has gone ahead to. You know, build the business here. We don't have the Okay, you don't have the statistics yet. Okay. Exactly. Okay, but, okay, that's good. 100%, almost 100% soft skills. And that's leading to a lot of successes. And that, that's really impressive. That's very impressive. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you personally. So which entrepreneurs do you admire the most? So who are the people that, you know, got you interested in starting and running your own business? Yeah. Um, well, 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 I would say that I, I made my skill at the age of nine. Pardon I just, this is I made my first, I started my first business maybe at the age of nine years old. Okay, you started your first business at the age of nine. Yeah. And what business um, was I that? Think, um, what? What business was that? I sold greeting cards. 
Greeting. You sold okay. greeting cards. Yeah. Okay. Four of a ten. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that you know, having a number of entrepreneurs is you know they sort of speak um most of our internship businesses. Most there's no there's no we still we still have okay we're not the only one anymore in Nigeria but I think we can say we're the first internship business in Nigeria. Okay. So I say that you know if there's no there's no internship business that you know so to speak I could model the organization after. Okay. But so they're just being general entrepreneurs. Okay, that but have met and then you know so to give us the leave. Okay, but in general, who are the entrepreneurs that you admire the most, and why? Okay, I like the work of I like Dangote definitely okay. because of the um, because of um, the, the business. It, 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 every home, you know, has is a household name. You must use one of its products as a matter of you know importance, and how those businesses can get to the very grassroots places. You know that definitely you know is um. Something very distinct. No matter if something of the cater of of you know of um income that she receives, there are products that can attend to that sector of people. So I definitely like um his own business idea ideals as well, as well as um his methodology of business. Okay. I like um I like the I like the um, the fact that I like inside the inside group. What group? Run so many businesses inside. Inside. Yeah. Okay. Um, who who founded that company? Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. And there are a group of people that you're not familiar with them. Okay, they are they actually into advertising. Okay. Yeah, and there there's some quite a number of advertising, you know, agencies around what it is that they do and it's sort of like um building different, you know, models from the very, very scratch and allowing them to now sort of run on their own. I think I, I like that idea. It definitely is something phenomenal. So I really do admire them as well. Okay. So this um, greeting card company you started when you were nine years old. Do you, do you remember what your revenues and profits were? Um, or is yes, that I too far back? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I I schooled in the east. I schooled in Omaha, and I lived in Lagos. Okay. So. Um, there were some greeting cards that looked a lot nicer than the ones that were sold on that side of the of you know of the of the country. So in this part of in Lagos I could I got them for um say three hundred naira for a pack of twelve and I sold them for fifty naira each mm-hmm. which gave me six hundred naira. So I made three hundred percent profit from the business. So I have I kept on selling each and this card for at least a while every time. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know in Nigeria it's kind of different from 
the US and the West because a lot of entrepreneurs, if you listen to entrepreneur shows, especially entrepreneurs in America, they'll tell you, oh, their first business was, um, you know, lemonade stand or something like that. Whereas in Nigeria, it's, it's probably not the same. And if you're nine years old, does that mean you were in boarding school at the time? Yeah, I was, in, yes, I was in boarding school. Okay, okay. So you were doing a little bit of geographic arbitrage, buy something from one state and then sell it yeah. where it was lacking in another state. Okay. Did you continue this entrepreneurial streak through your high school and college? Yeah. Or did it fizzle oh, out yes, up I until did. when you started your company? No, no. I, 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 I went up to, I think my first job was um, was about when I was 14, 15 years old. I went on to start a business in school, in university, in my undergraduate I told anybody in the engineer, I was always selling something. <laughs> I could sell anything. I tried anything he was concerned. You know, I could sell, I sold some, I sold clothes, I sold shoes, I sold jewelry, I sold um, I sold cakes. My first um, meeting with an outside company was um, I think kicked for a company labor in school at the time, in university. At the time, you know, people just relied on local made cakes. So I went on to, I went to Lagos to bring in cakes from, from a brand that you know, everybody knew and brought the cakes to school and sold on behalf of, and it was butter icing as well, so people were very interested in it. So I think that was my first um, taste of doing businesses and organization. And I think I was um, maybe 18 at the time or 17, I cannot remember. So I've, I've always been entrepreneurial. I really have been. Looking back, you know, from where you are now, let's take starting your company in the early days. What advice would you give to yourself based on your experiences, the experiences you've learned today, if you were to start all over again? Mm, I'll get a mentor. Get a mentor? Yeah. And why is that mm. important? Um, it seems because um, you have the opportunity to, be, to rely on somebody's, um, somebody's um, years of experience. Over, over a class of dress, you're having a discussion with somebody and they're telling you mistakes that they've, you know, that have been deep into their life, mistakes that may have cost them some millions of dollars or millions of naira. And you, you have the privilege to get this information over, over cocktail or over lunch. It's a big deal. And that's what mentoring does for you. It's, um, it's, Helps you, you know, in a particular life and direction. Definitely, not take that for granted. And also, it has to be um, getting a board. Getting a board. Whether it's um, a board yes, or your company, whether it's a board of advisors, or you know, getting a working board. And, you know, people, a group of people who you are accountable to. You don't just walk the path. 
and just feel that things keep turning, you know, and things just keep going. You need a group of people, you need, a, you know, you need a, some, some form of structure that allows people to be able to check up on you and get people that you're accountable to. I think these two things are very influential. So what's the one piece of advice you would give to recent college graduates that are thinking of starting their own businesses or companies? Okay, mm, for people who are just who want to start up a business, I must say that, you know, you must be prepared for the bumpy ride, be prepared for the bumpy ride. However, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of fulfillment and a lot of um a lot of shining light on the other side. You must be prepared for the bumpy ride, but know that there is, there is the other side of it, there's the part of it that is beautiful and, you know, very rewarding. So if, um, if a young person, if, if, I, if I meet a young person today, after giving him that information, I tell him to go for it. And there are no, there are no perfect conditions. You know, there are no... There's no waiting for it. Do it now. Do it today. Do it already. Do what you have to do today. Get the right um, guidance if you can find and make sure that, you know, you, you keep on running. Just to do today. There are no perfect conditions. If you wait for the right time, if you wait for everything to be good, your ideas will just go up to me. So do what you have to do today. Learn. There's no better reward. So there's a better um, learning um, path than doing just start to do. Could you tell us some of the resources you used that helped you on your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I used um, SME Toolkit. Yes. I used um, Business in a Box. <laughs> SME Toolkit. Okay, and what's that? Um, SME Toolkit um, is a kit um, from, I think it was put together by... Um, Lagos Business School. Um, it's, a, it's a toolkit that you know businesses, small businesses can, you know, can grab to understand what kind, you know, um, some, some structures. Like for example, you want to do a bit of um, documentation. It's a bit like a business in a box. It's a software. Okay. Yeah. It's a software. It gives you um, thousands and thousands of letters. If you wanted to prepare a letter to a company. There are sort of like templates that can guide you. If you want to do um, contracts and you don't have a basic understanding of you know, where to start, there are templates that you know you, you can use as well. So those two things are software. Um, I also read some books. E-Myth is a fantastic tool. Which book? E-Myth? E-Myth, yes. E-Myth. Um, I also like good to go. Good to great. And um, blue insurance trust too. We've reached the end of our show. Is there any final words of advice you'd like to give our listeners? Yeah, I think um, most of um, I've said everything. You know, there's so much you can say when it comes to you know business, especially starting out. Yes. In an industry that never existed. It's a lot of work. I think um, you need an inner passion. You need um, you need some sort of um, God guidance. 
on the journey. And you must be ready to reach to your inner self and know that when you're beginning as an entrepreneur, you're meeting yourself for the first time when you start a business. It's like you're getting married to yourself. You, want, you begin to see your weaknesses. You begin to see your strengths. Some of them you would applaud. Some of them you would totally, you know, hate. But um, through it all, you're able to embrace who you are. You're able to embrace, you know, your what you're good at doing. And it's, a, it's an ongoing journey. So my final words are, as you are starting out on the journey, you know that you need all of this. You will need the passion. You need your God-given, you know, encouragement. And as much as you can, you understand that there is a timing to life. You know, there's a there's a beginning time and there's an end to it. So don't don't also stress yourself so much that you don't get to get enough rest or you don't get to have your time with your family and taking you out of these days. Always remember that, you know, life is in itself is the fight made a time to it, okay? So get enough rest that you can get and enjoy the beautiful moments in life. They are also equally very, very well, Dikombi, we just want to thank you for coming to share your story with us. It's been very inspiring and insightful. Uh, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And um, we look forward to hearing more about your company in the future and maybe even having one or two of the students that have passed through your programs here, you know, just to come and tell us what the program has meant to them, what they've learned, and how they've use the skills they've, they've gained from your training programs and your organization to make themselves successful. I look forward to that again. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> no problem. And there you have it, folks. One bulletproof entrepreneur that is making a difference in the life of students in Africa, in Nigeria in particular, by providing an avenue for them to get internships and on-the-job training as well as soft-skill training so that they can be uh, better professionals, both in the workplace as well as outside the workplace. So please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, I am still taking entries for the giveaway for the book, The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumphs by Ryan Holiday. And the best way for you to enter is leave a review and leave your comments, you know, good, bad, what you liked, what you didn't like, you know, anything that will help us make the show a better show so that you too can learn and grow and develop and, you know, go start something awesome somewhere in Africa. And I'd love to talk to you about it. So till next time, guys, take care, have a nice day, and you know what? Get bulletproof. Don't let another minute go by without taking action to change your life. Visit Ordeshi.com right now for more incredible resources, and we'll see you next time on Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur.